This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Oak Shape Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man Staten. This podcast is dedicated to blue-collar, hard-working public land elk hunters. We preach hard work, delayed gratification, discipline, and staying accountable to yourself. We value faith, family, fitness, fiscal discipline, and of course, public land elk hunting. So come along as we try to educate, motivate, and inspire you to become the best possible version of yourself. Our podcast is brought to you by Wilderness Athlete, performance you deserve. Fuel your body with the best. Use our discount code ELKSHAPE30 and save 30% off your first purchase. We are also brought to you by NUMA Outdoors. Geared for the outdoors, made with bow hunters in mind, built to over-deliver, and most importantly, designed to outperform. Check out NUMAOutdoors.com and be sure to use the discount code ELKSHAPE20 to save 20% off your purchase. Matthews Archery elevating the archery experience take a test drive with the matthews v331 or 27 at a local dealer near you vortex optics i've been partnered with vortex since 2010 this company is awesome they're american owned veteran owned they're based in wisconsin their entire team of designers and engineers produce and distribute a complete line of premium sport optics accessories and apparel most of the apparel that i wear while training scouting and hanging out around the house is Vortex Wear. Go ahead and check it out, and if you want to save 20%, enter the discount code ELKSHAPE at checkout, and you'll save 20%. New from Vortex in 2021 is their tripods. The one I've been using in the backcountry is their Summit Carbon Tube, and their Radian Carbon, and it also has a ball-leveling head, and it's perfect for rock-solid shooting. There is the tripod to fit everyone's needs from Vortex now, and it's still covered with their lifetime no-fault transferable VIP warranty. Check it out at VortexOptics.com. 
Hey guys, welcome to the Elk Shade Podcast. Dan the Fitness Man, your host. How are you doing? Today we are going to sit down with Trent Marsh, Spy Point Trail Cameras. This podcast is pretty much chocked full of awesome pro tips. So if you're somebody who utilizes trail cameras to get an advantage or to understand animals more, this podcast is chocked full of tips and tactics. And I learned things on this podcast and was able to execute some of them while we were recording the podcast. So uh, very helpful. Trent is out of Indiana, and I just met him through my relationship with SpyPoint, and I got to tell you guys, this is just a good listen, so enjoy. We're going to geek out on trail camology. Uh, buckle up, get your pen ready. You're going to want to take notes. Here we go. Guys, welcome to the Elk Shape Podcast. Dan the Fitness Man here. What's up? Well, we are bringing on homie Trent Marsh from SpyPoint. Um, he's on here today. We want to dedicate an entire podcast to trail cams because they're awesome. Trent, how are you doing? It's uh, it's the end of October, so I wish I was in a tree, but if I'm not going to be in a tree, I'd rather be talking to you. Okay, so you're a Midwest guy. What state are you in? I'm in Indiana. Okay, pretty decent deer density. Uh, y'all get crazy at the end of October. W- when is it like crunch time for you guys? Like, When does everybody in a tree stand? I always thought it was like halloween eve but is it right now too Uh, yeah i mean halloween eve is always like i've a i've i've had good luck on halloween eve so that's always kind of my i want to be in a tree um but um you know either either side of that by a week uh really you know our our gun season um, is one of the longer ones uh and generally comes in so that it ends on thanksgiving weekend so this coming year uh it's going to be november 13th so all your gun hunters obviously like 70 percent of the deer harvest in the state of indiana takes place before noon on the opening day of firearms so um obviously that's when everybody's really in the tree but for the for the archers for the the bow guys yeah every day we creep a little closer to halloween is is definitely just that much more exciting and then uh really once you get to halloween and obviously you get to november 1st that's why are you bothering if you're not amped up for that time of year yeah and you're you guys are just waiting for the cold front probably yeah we've actually got one coming through right now um it varies quite a bit indiana is kind of weird in that you know obviously doesn't matter where you go in this country, the, everybody says the same thing. Well, if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes, right? Like that's everybody's weather really. Um, but Indiana, we're kind of right on the edge of like the ice belt. So I've had, uh, you know, our bow season opens October 1st. I've had, uh, I've hunted openers with frost. I've hunted openers with 80 degree temperatures and, and short sleeves. So kind of the same thing until we get to really gun season um you know our bow season can can run on either end of the extremes you know we can get you know a little bit of an early snow or um you know it could be and this year really has been pretty warm it's been in the 70s uh pushing 80 really up until the last week or 10 days and now we've had two cold fronts kick through uh, and we got another one that that is literally blowing through right now southwest switching to a northwest wind tonight that may screw up uh the stand that i'd really like to be in but um once once you get to about the 20th 21st of october weather starts playing a little bit more of a role and and you're really you're keying in on those specific conditions and obviously what you're seeing on cameras well, that's exciting for you, especially I 
don't have whitetail rut stuff going down in my neck of the woods up here. And so my state is Washington. Um, I hunt Idaho uh, for whitetails, kind of those two states. And we don't see any real rut activity till probably the start of the third week in November. We're just, mm-hmm. just it's just, you know, everyone knows like whitetails rut in Texas in de- December, you know, right. and, and uh, deer in Arizona, January, usually or early January. So you just kind of have to chase the rut, but uh, it's an exciting time of year, but that's not why I brought you on today, Trent. We're not, we're not here to talk about whitetails specifically, although we certainly could, and I'm into whitetails. The The main reason is you work for Spy Point. We work together through Elk Shape and our partnership. And I was like, Trent, I'm getting a lot of like interesting questions about cell phone trail cameras. Like that's the real hot ticket. But I wanted to like utilize you and your knowledge about trail cameras, best practices, and maybe go through FAQs. But first... Let's get to know your story real quick. How long have you been with Spy Point? What is your job or title that you do for them? And, and how'd you get your start in the industry? So I've I've been at Spy Point for almost three years now. I, I officially started at ATA in 2019. Um, kind of done a lot of things on the marketing side. Um, marketing team has grown quite a bit uh, while I've been at Spy Point. Uh, my title right now is editorial manager. So we've got... Um, We've got our own content arm. We've got uh, three different video series. We've got a hunting series. We've got a habitat series. We've got a cooking series. Uh, we have a podcast, uh, a bi-monthly podcast. And then we've also got written blogs. So a pretty robust content arm uh, in and of ourselves. I oversee all of that, run our editorial calendar. Uh, but then I also work with uh, you know all everyone that's on Team Spy Point. So um, from our, our paid influencers and our, our celebrities and that kind of stuff, do a lot of that. Um, do a lot of our, our print advertising, just a, a lot of that brainstorming uh, within, within the branding element, anything that's kind of consumer facing, uh, I've, I've got a hand in. So it's, uh, it's fun. It's exciting. It's a part of the job that I like. Um, been in the industry for a little more than a decade now. Uh, worked, worked for optics companies, worked for UTV companies, uh, do some freelance stuff. Uh, kind of all over the place. So kind of come at it from both sides of the industry uh, in that regard, but been doing it for a little over a decade now. Okay. You got uh, the fam back there in Indiana, uh, married, little kids, all that thing. Yep. I got a, a two-year-old and four-year-old and and it's just as much fun as it sounds. And uh, they're, <laughs> they're starting to get uh, interested in some of the hunting and outdoor stuff themselves that, uh, you know, two and four year olds are, are always fun and they are no exception. My wife teaches third grade and is an extremely patient woman to, to put up with me and, and, uh, all of the headaches that come along from that. Awesome, man. Well, let's get into FAQ because I know your time's very, dude, you have a lot of balls in the air. You wear a lot of hats and, um, I can feel that just in our interaction. So let's get to it. Like, First question for you, and and uh, I don't have a list in front of me, so I'm going to shoot from the hip. But like, are cell phone trail cameras legal? Obviously, legality of anything really comes down to your state. There, there have been some states recently um, that have decided to, um, you know, try to get away from their use uh, for fair chase. Um, I'll editorialize a little bit. I think it's really silly. Um, I think it shows a a fundamental misunderstanding of the technology. Um, You know, at the end of the day, whether I'm using it for 
um, just habitat viewing, or if I'm using it as a hunter, the main thing that a cellular camera allows you to do is not go disturb the wildlife. Like that's it. Now for, for a wildlife viewer, it's because they want to see that animal in their natural element. And for a hunter, we want to do as little as we can to, uh, disturb or contaminate our hunting area. And a cell cam allows us to do that far better than a traditional SD camera, because you no longer have to go in to pull SD cards to see what's on it. You can get that information right out to you. Um, but obviously any, any type of technology there, there are people who will and can exploit the technology. Um, you know, so they've, there are those of the opinion that, uh, don't think they should be used for fair chase. You know, for me, I'm getting those pictures, you know, six or 12 times a day, pictures two hours old when I get it, how far can a elk or a, a mountain goat billy or a whitetail or a coyote, like how much can they move in two hours? Even if it's instant, unless I'm sitting right there, by the time I get there, how many other factors can incorporate into that? I, I could literally, it could be a situation where I go pull an SD card and I'm getting information quicker than I would from the cell camera. Uh, so again, I think a lot of the, the pushback on them has been a little bit of a, just a misunderstanding of the technology. By and large, most states, you are still clear and free to use cellular trail cameras, but there are a few that have, uh, have wanted to do away with their usage for hunting, which isn't, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's, we've, there are states that are saying trail cameras in general, not just cell cameras. So obviously the, the generic caveat is always make sure you read and follow and understand the regulations, um, you know, where you're hunting to make sure that you're, you're in the green. Um, but it's, it's not always just cell cameras that are, are being removed from usage either. Yeah. Do you have any idea which states, uh, my, my audience is probably majority out West, but man, we get a lot of guys from the Midwest and the East coast that love elk hunting and listen to this podcast. So mm-hmm. any, I, like obviously Arizona guys, like no trail cameras starting January 1, 2022. And I don't know if there's exceptions to private land. There's usually always ca- like caveats where like, we can't tell you what to do on your own land type thing, but I'm pretty sure all public land t- starting January 1st, 2022, Arizona trail trail cameras are banned. And then obviously like, let's look at that state just for a second. You're talking about places where there's water holes and there'll be like 13 or 14 different, uh, you know, trail cameras on a watering hole, like in the Arizona strip or something where, uh, man, like, okay, I understand that, but like it was on the docket for Utah and I don't think it got banned, but they did ban baiting. And, uh, I'm going to tell you two things right now, Trent, one, one, I always say like death by a thousand cuts, like they will start at the lowest hanging fruit and work their way up on, well, let's ban hound hunting for cat for mountain lions with dogs. Let's yep. ban baiting for bears. Hey, trapping, trapping's a big one. They go trapping. after everywhere. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Like, so they start working their way up the totem pole, so to speak. So obviously like for me, I understand both sides and I, and I can appreciate why some guys are like, man, trail cams are being abused or man, baiting for, mule deer in the Ponsagon with uh three truckloads of apples is b- bs and so i get where people abuse it and then it's kind of like it sets a precedent so arizona to my knowledge is the only one that i can think about west um does any other states- i want to and i so again i'm in indiana and i i try to keep up but things move quite a bit i want to say montana limits their use during the actual hunting season. I think during the scouting window, you're okay. But once season's actually open, I think there's some limitations. 
Um, but again, it's just something that uh, make sure you're paying attention to to where you're looking to hunt, where you're planning to hunt. It may, you know, again, for some of us Eastern folk, it may change where you're wanting to put in a lottery and draw for if you're not going to be able to scout it efficiently when you're not you're not particularly close to it. Um, but it, yeah, Arizona is obviously the, the most strict and the most stringent, but, um, for the most part, you're still, you're still good. But again, always, because they're changing all the time, always double check the, the regulations where you're planning to hunt. Yeah. I mean, obviously technology will continue to evolve and there will have to be a line in the sand. And I just, I want everyone to understand, I, I respect that and, and I get it. And some people need to draw a line of sand here or there. And, and Hey man, that just goes to say what I think you're preaching is read your regs cover to cover of any state you plan on going to, uh, before you head out the door. Um, it is your responsibility that is on you, but let's talk about states that do allow cell phone truck cameras because I, um, am brand new to them. And this was, this is the first year I've actually started getting them out. And, uh, I guess I've said it on other podcasts. I'm kind of hooked for what you said right there. Like I don't invade these areas anymore, like to go check my cards and pull cards and obviously the time saver as well. Like I I'm not burning gas and time away from family and work to go check trail cameras. Um, and I love checking trail cameras and there's places where I don't get cell phone service. Um, and those areas I generally let cameras soak longer, but, uh, ultimately at the end of the day, it's been a game changer for me. People have questions though about cell phone trail cameras, cause they are interested in utilizing them. One of them that I received recently was, Hey Dan, I'm, I, uh, my cell phone provider is T-Mobile. You guys like spy point doesn't make a cell phone trail camera that uses T-Mobile. And I was like, Oh no, this guy thinks that his cell phone provider has to do with his trail phone, trail cell phone provider. And that's just not the case. Can you explain that? Right. So we, every, every brand's a little bit different, but relative to spy point, uh, we've got two different carrier models. Uh, we've got our VZN carrier model, and then we've got our nationwide carrier model. So the nationwide carrier model is for essentially every national and a lot of the bigger regional carriers other than Verizon. That's so, a lot of flexibility with that one. It's going to connect, you know, for the most part, you know, this, I come from the optics world. So you always hear people talk about like, well, I like Leupold's glass or I like Nikon's glass or at the end of the day, there's only so many factories in the world that manufacture optical glass. There's not a different factory for every one of these things. It's the same with cell towers. Verizon's a little bit different, but a lot of these networks are utilizing the same tower. Every tower is, a, this is just an AT&T tower and this is just a T-Mobile and this like, it's just not how that works. So there's a lot of crossover and a lot of blending with those coverage maps. I mean, if you look at enough cellular coverage maps, like you kind of start to go cross-eyed because it's like, okay, this is the same thing. Right. Because it's, it's just the network that's out there. But so we drill down to those two carrier models, the VZN and then the nationwide. So obviously the nationwide, unless you know for a fact that there's no other cell phone carrier that has Verizon, that, that there's no coverage with anybody except Verizon, you're gonna nationwide is going to give you the most flexibility. But you're purchasing those photo transmission plans direct from SpyPoint. Me, I, I have a cell phone that is Verizon. It has been a Verizon for more than two decades. I'm showing how old I am. But um, <laughs> You know, I've run a mix of nationwide and VZN cameras because it doesn't matter. 
You know, I, I may, I may pick up a lease somewhere at some point and there's only one carrier that's available. Well, okay. I don't want to, I don't, it doesn't matter. It's not tied to my personal carrier in any way, shape or form. It's all through spy point. We're doing all those, those carrier and transmission negotiations for you. So you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we should probably explain how your guys' system works because I had to figure it out as kind of a noob. I forgot to mention, okay, so I hunted Nevada for elk, killed the bull there a couple of years ago. And I remember cell phone trail cameras were, I, I don't know. I don't know the rules right now. I don't hunt Nevada very often. I wish I did, but it's just hard to draw, but you could have trail cameras out till like, I think July 1st and then mm-hmm. on public land. And then you had to pull them since then. I, I think it's still the same or they've banned them across the state on any public land. I can't remember, but there's another state and I'll try to like in the post in the post show, I'll, I'll go through, I'll do some research, I'll dig in and I'll figure out kind of to get you guys lined out. But again, don't take my word for it. Do your own research. But when I got my cell phone trail cams, um, and I have obviously your regular tra- uh, trail cameras as well, the, um, and I've been running cameras for, for literally two decades, man. I was the guy who used to take my cameras go get the uh, film out of them as in uh-huh. these kids aren't even going to know what I'm talking uh-huh. about. They don't, they don't know what a film canister looks like. They, they got no idea. And you put it, you, you swap it out and then you drive all the way from the mountains back to civilization and you go to like Walgreens and uh-huh. you go and you give them and you do the one hour photo and you're like a kid in a candy store. And then you for get 35, not 1500 on a, on a card pull for 35 exposures for that entire round trip. And a freaking moose or bear comes up to your camera and stands in front of it. And, and literally it takes all 35 photos of a moose. And you're like, come on, or whatever. If you're so. if you're lucky, you know it's something big. You know, it, it's not a squirrel or a raccoon or, uh, you know, you put your camera. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll kind of get some best practices later. But you throw a camera up, you don't think about it. This looks like a great spot, and you've got pictures of that white pine sapling in the windstorm, back and forth, back and forth. Killed your entire roll of film, and you're done. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so I had shoe boxes of just actual pictures four by six, like physical pictures that I would just uh-huh. inventory. Now I have a dedicated hard drive to trail cameras since they switched to SD cards. And, uh, I've been running, I have that thing so organized state by state and, uh, spot by spot. If I ever lose that, if anyone ever gets that, they're going to know. I can, I literally type the folder name of exactly whatever I called the spot. And I got years and years of data and inventory and I use it to be, um, kind of a wildlife biologist, really. Um, to me, it's never, and I'm talking about elk. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I leave cameras out for usually a year as they mm-hmm. get better and better in the battery life. I don't like to go in and go out. I like to leave them up for a year. And then I usually scoop them up in the spring or early summer, swap out batteries and cards and let it soak. And then it's, I spend hours going through every photo or video and observing, learning, understanding a lot of the behavior. We'll get into that in a little bit, but they've been a great tool for me and they still are. So when I got your cell phone trail cams, I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. So the first thing I did was I talked to you guys and I followed your best practices. So I took the memory card that came with the cameras and I would put it in my actual computer and I would 
literally wiped the card free. Like I would, I don't know what you guys call that, but I would just formatting. Yeah. Yeah. I would completely wipe it clean. And then I would log on to your website and I would, after formatting, I would make sure that I had the most current firmware update mm-hmm. on the card, put the card in the camera, batteries in, turn it on. It does some stuff and then it's up to date. And then before I even head out the door, I would make sure that they were working. I would take them all out on my deck, get them all set up. And I literally had like 10 cameras, 10 cell phone trail cameras set up and I had them all on downloaded the app that we're going to talk a lot about because your app is amazing. And then I just made sure that I got transmissions from every camera before I even left. I would not want to do any of that nonsense in the field. If there's a mistake that's made with cell phone cams, it's, it's that it's that, you know, I've used a trail camera before I know what I'm doing. You may be right. And more times than not, you probably are. But if something gets crossed up, you've got a whole new layer of potential issues. So it's just, it's so much easier. It's so much more reliable. Take the time, do exactly like you said. First of all, whether it's a cell cam or a non-cell cam, you know, we've, we've all, I'm sure you have, you've run SD cams for a long time. How many times have you gone out there, pulled a card, couldn't wait to get back. It was the best spot card error, no photos. Mm. That's not just a cell camera thing. That's a, that's a trail camera thing. SD cards can, can be corrupt. They can have something wrong with the filing system, whatever the case may be. So whether it's a brand new setup or whether you're swapping cards Always, always, always. What my, what I do, anytime a card come back from the field, once I get the photos off of it and save that I want, I long format that card before it goes into storage. That way I know it's done. If I just need to grab a card because something goes wrong, I know that every card I have in storage has already been long formatted. It's been cleaned off and it's ready to go. So that's the first thing is make sure you're working with good SD card because that's, that's a potential weak link SD card, camera, or a cellular camera. Um, make sure you do that. And when it is a new camera or, you know, I've, I've gotten in the habit of leaving my cameras out year round because I'm, I'm not just monitoring the deer. I want to watch. I want to know when I should go start looking for sheds. I want to know what fawn recruitment looks like. I want to know if I got to be trapping coyotes on a property, you know, if they load up as we get into winter, like I'm, July to September is awesome. And we all love seeing those bucks grow. But in terms of overall management of what I'm trying to accomplish, I'm leaving those cameras out year round, but I will typically bring them in over the course of a couple of weeks. And if you're somebody that just runs them like August until you tag out, then you bring them home and they sit in your garage before you take them back out to the field. Like you said, double check that firmware. Mm-hmm. Firmware is another thing that isn't just a cell camera problem. They update firmware on SD card cameras as well. So might be maximizing battery life or image quality, whatever the case may be. You should fairly routinely be checking firmware, but definitely on a new camera or if you've got an existing camera that you're getting ready to redeploy go to the website, double check the latest firmware version there and check and make sure that you've got the latest one installed. You know, with SpyPoint on the cell cams, it's in the app. Um, but just make sure you've got that, load that firmware onto a, a clean, a formatted SD card, install it, fire it up, and you're good to go. Um, and then testing it, you know, like I said, set them up on your deck, set them in your living room. I set them in my office while I'm working on everything else, make sure the photos start binging in. When I've done that, I know I've got a camera that's good to go to the field. Um, 
you know, I, I do work for spy point, but I, I almost never have to use our customer service just because I'm going through the right procedures. Um, you know, it's, it's important to make sure you're kind of ticking all those boxes and making sure you're stepping through all those things that you need to be doing because you're essentially taking a cell phone in camera mode, strapping it to a tree. Like you wouldn't do that with your iPhone 13, but we're doing it with trail cameras. But think of how often your cell phone updates its firmware. You wake up overnight, you got to enter your passcode because it updated the hardware in that, in that camera again. So all that same stuff is going on with your cell cams. Uh, and just as much as you can do to, to get ahead of any of that, make sure that it's working before you're in the field. You know, A, you're at home to be able to hop on the phone or, or use our website chat to be able to get questions if you do run into an issue so that then when you go to the field, you're not wasting that time and trip and effort to, to make that happen. So when you decide on a cell phone trail cam, and if we're going to talk about spy point, I'm going to suggest the Link Micro LTE twin. That would be a Verizon plan because well, any of ours are available like they're available in either carrier model. So, okay, so there's the VZN model. or there's a nation, like all the cameras are available in both carrier models. Yep. Okay. So you choose VZN, whatever, or, you know, AT&T don't matter to me. I think both are good, especially even out West. There's days where, I mean, I think both are fine now that in this current technology state, I, it doesn't matter to me too much. Um, but you, 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 I would suggest the link micro. It's so tiny. It fits in your backpack. They let's say they buy it um, right now. You guys, I'm pulling up your website. Uh, you're they're out of stock. That's how cool they are. Um, you can get two cell phone show cameras for one seventy nine ninety nine. Okay, price point. That's blue collar price point. That's my audience. Like mm-hmm. we can afford that. <clears throat> what yep. are we looking at for a monthly fee for the SIM card or whatever you would call it? So they're all the cameras are coming uh, with the SIM card pre-installed. So you're never having to touch those. All you're having to do once you get that, you get it activated. Um, one really great thing about SpyPoint is we are the only cell cam manufacturer that offers you a free transmission plan. So you could literally buy a, a cellular trail camera and never pay another dime in service fees and use it for as long as you want to use it. Now, the caveat is obviously you're not going to get every photo. Um, the, the free transmission plan is a hundred photos. So as soon as you activate it, it's automatically going on that free plan. So if you want to get it out today and you're going to do the plans later, you know, as long as you don't burn through that hundred photos in the first 24 hours, you know, you can get that. The, a common question we get is, okay, so then does the camera stop taking pictures after those first hundred photos? And the answer is no, it takes the photos and it puts them on the SD card, just like it you you normally would. So free is a great option that we give you that nobody else does. From there, we've got three different tiers of of paid plans at either 250, 1000 or unlimited. Not unlimited up to so much data, not unlimited up to so much, truly unlimited. And if you pay for the entire year up front, you can do that for 10 bucks a month. So $120 single payment, you're going to get 12 months of whether that camera takes 5,000 photos that year or 150,000 photos, every single one of them is going to get transmitted to you. On any of those that have that threshold, 100, 250, or 1,000, once it reaches that threshold, all it does is quit transmitting until your, your plan month rolls over. So say you're on the free 100 plan, it burns through them in the first 10 days, 
The next 20 days of photos are going to go on the SD card, just like it would if it was a standard SD camera. And then when your month turns over, you'll get those first hundred photos of the next month. So if it's a spot that is close to you, maybe it's, maybe it's something that's like it's over a feeder where it's legal or a mineral site, something that you're going in there and freshening it up anyway, where you can swap those SD cards, but you just kind of want to get a little taste, kind of see what's going on, hit and miss. Um, you know, the free plan is a good option and still lets you, you know, be able to, to go into that. And all of those plans are available on a month to month or on an annual basis. Obviously, you go annually, you're going to save the most money. Month to month gives you the most flexibility. So if you want to do the unlimited plan, but you just want to do it for, you know, like I'm going to run free from June up until September 1st. September 1st, velvet starts coming off. Bachelor groups start breaking up. Deer start dispersing. I want to have a better idea. You can pay $15 just for that month. Do the same into October. You tag out the third week of October. Great, I'm done. I don't need this anymore. You can kill your plan and just let it revert back to the free plan if you're doing that month to month thing. But again, if you if you want to leave that out there, let it soak for a year, have an area where you're really able to monitor some other things, you can just pay for that whole year up front and know that you're going to get um, either your monthly allotment or you know that truly unlimited plan. Okay, so when you guys get your cell phone trail cameras, you're going to download the SpyPoint app. App is free. You just download it, smartphone, whatever you whatever you got. You probably got an iPhone if you're listening to my podcast. You're you're obviously smart. Um, but I'm joking. So the the, the main thing that you got to understand is that when you download this app, you're going to activate your camera through the app. So there's a little section that says cameras, and you'll click that, and you'll follow the prompts, and you'll add a camera. And it's actually pretty hit because somewhere on your, on your actual device, like your, your trail camera, there's a little, um, is it a QR code of some sort or something, but you just, yeah, it's a QR code or a barcode that you, you just scan right from the app, use your phone's camera and you scan it. And I mean, activation is literally like three steps. Once you have your, once you have the app downloaded and your account set up, like it's, I can have, I can go from a camera that is fresh out of the box to a camera that's activated that activation process in about 45 seconds. Okay. So I have cameras in here in my app right now. I'm looking at them. So it tells me, um, we'll talk about the cell link uh, in a second, but I got a cell link. It says that uh, my service, I got three bars. Um, mm-hmm. It tells me that um, my battery is hundred percent. It tells me that I have 28 days left of transmissions on my photo transmission plan, which was basic, all that information. So I can just scroll down through all my cell phone trail cams. I got, um, I got the link S dark which we'll talk about. And it's got a hundred percent service, which is pretty sweet. It's got 50% battery. It's on full HD, full HD mode. And, um, I got 27 photos out of 250 for that base for that plan. Um, so I have different plans or whatever. Um, I have a bunch of cameras here that I can keep a pulse on and then I can click on them and see which pictures are associated, or I can just see my entire gallery. I can delete photos. Like say I get a picture of, a doe. And I'm like, I don't care. I can delete it and it's gonzo. I don't have to keep it on my phone. And, uh, it also has, we'll talk about all your things on your app, but you have maps, 
weather, help. The app is pretty dang robust. I've had zero bugs with it. So you guys did a good job there. What am I missing as far as when it comes to just getting the camera off the ground? I think we kind of covered it. No, I mean, in terms of getting the camera ready to deploy in the field, like uh, we we pretty much covered it all, you know, and, and anybody, uh, I'll mention it just now while we're talking about it, anybody that wants to check out the app that doesn't necessarily have a spy point camera yet, you can log in with our demo account. So just download the app again, it's free. And the, the, the login is demo at spypoint.com and the password super complicated. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. So demo at spypoint.com passwords, one, two, three, four, five, six. And you can hop in there and, and see what that interface looks like. Um, like I said, we've got, we got five tabs in there. The cameras tab gives you just that quick snapshot for all your cameras, whether it's one or whether it's 50, doesn't matter. You can scroll through um, and you can, you can see for that camera, what's your battery life at, what's your signal quality at, what's your plan status. So just really high level camera overview for every one of those. Um, and from there, you can either go to the photos for that specific camera, or at the very bottom, we've got that photos tab where all of your photos are at. And if you go to the top of that uh, photos tab, obviously this is visual. So folks aren't looking at it. It's uh, it's a little tough, but you've got different filters up there. You can filter by camera. You can filter by species. You can filter filter by full HD downloads. And if you're an insider club member, you can also filter by favorited images. So like for me, um, you know, if I'm on that cameras tab, if you go all the way to the right for that camera, there's a little settings area and you can change the name of the camera. When you, when you add a camera, it's just going to come in as whatever the camera name is. And then the kind of the last four digits of its activation code. I always change them so that they are grouped by the farm that I'm hunting. So I'm going to look at Marks or I'm going to look at Cromwell Road or I'm going to look at, you know, whatever the case may be. And that way all my cameras are grouped right together and I'm not having to scroll, you know, up and down my list for, well, this one's here and this one's here. I'm going to name those. My naming convention is so that they're all grouped up. Um, but then again, when you go to the cam the photos tab, you can go up to that cameras button and you can select, say, you know, you're going to hunt this farm tonight. I just want to see the photos from this farm. You can select those specific cameras and it's going to exclude all the other photos. So you're just looking where you're going and you can kind of see what's going on in that given location. So in the podcasting world, I believe they call this a mid-roll advertisement. Anyways, I'm interrupting the podcast to hopefully have your attention to let you know these companies support Elk Shape and make this thing possible. Shout out to Buck Knives and Post Falls, Idaho, Spy Point USA. These trail cameras are affordable and they have the blue collar people in mind. They have both cellular and non-cellular trail cameras, great price points, and they work and they will enhance your game. Numa Outdoors with their 2021 lineup live. Check them out at numaoutdoors.com. Discount code Elkshape20. Take 20% off. Matthews Archery out of Sparta, Wisconsin. My favorite bow in hand. Best shooting. Most dependable. Awesome technology. Solid engineering. Go shoot the new bow at your local dealer. Black Rifle Coffee Company out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Veteran owned. They give a lot back to veterans. They're pro 2A. They're pro hunting, and they make damn good coffee. Discount code Elkshape, 15% off. Kafaro International, I rock the hoodlum. I rock the 22 mag. Check it out at kafarointernational.net. Crispy USA, I rock the Colorados, the Nevadas, 
see for yourself, no break-in period, made in Italy, world-class craftsmanship. Next time you're doing some boot shopping, be sure to check out Crispy USA. Vortex Optics, Vortex Nation, Vortex Wear. Discount code is ElkShape, 20% off any apparel. Check out their UHDs, their Razor 4000, their spotters, and they have a lot of things when it comes to rifles that I don't know much about. Vortex Optics, veteran known out of Wisconsin. Love this company. Longest standing partnership. Be sure to support Vortex with their VIP warranty. Transferable, lifetime. You break it, they fix it. Wilderness Athlete, I discovered them in 2006. One of the best supplement companies out there not a marketing company use the discount code elkshape30 on your first purchase and save 30 percent last but not least if you're buying any gear go to blackovis.com be sure to enter elkshape at checkout and get 10 percent off your purchase back to the podcast very informative great app try it out guys i'll leave uh, some information in the show notes so you can if you didn't write that down you can go back and and try the demo or whatever and then you can see the other features including like the mapping, which is dope, and the weather. SD cards, Trent. What is the best practices for that? Not only do like what is your like ranges and sizes, because you don't want to put too big of a card that the camera won't, right. but you don't want to go too small and be amateur and have that thing fill up. And then obviously speed of the card. Like, what's the best practices for SD cards? So class 10, always go to class 10. Um, you know, pretty much anywhere that you're buying reputable cards. They should be good. Um, Amazon cards, you can sometimes trust. Dollar store cards, you can sometimes trust. Obviously, we recommend you know getting the cameras direct or getting the cards directly from us because we're verifying the class speed and the the size of those cards. But absolutely, a class ten. Um, you know, running running a class four SD card in a modern trail camera is like taking pump gas and putting it in a NASCAR. Like it might run a few laps. It might be fine for a while. Eventually, it's going to fail. You're just, you're not maximizing. The, the speed of your card will affect image quality as well because of the way the, the information is written to the card. If it's not a class 10 card, you're going to see a degradation in quality and potentially um, just issues in general moving forward. For spy point cameras, the size, you're looking at two to 32 gigs. We use the, the FAT32 file format system. So if you yeah. use a bigger card, it's not going to write properly. If you use a smaller card, it's not going to write properly. Um, we 16 or 32 gig cards. Uh, and then with, with our cameras, we also use, um, we use a, there's a mode it's, it's auto, it's automatic on the camera. It's not something you turn on or turn off. Um, but it's, if you were to fill that card up, it just goes back to the beginning and keeps putting the photos on there. It's not going to quit taking pictures. It's just going to write over top of any of your oldest um, images. So um, I've got cards right now that have been out, you know, a, a 16 gig card is going to hold somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 20,000 photos, which is, is quite a few photos. So um, filling them up is pretty hard, but we do have that continuous mode where it's just, it's going to go back to the initial, the oldest images on the card and it's just going to take those off. They'll still been uploaded to the server. So you're still going to be able to access them on the app, but you're not going to be able to go and get that native file uh, if you were to pull the SD card. Okay. I want to transition into accessories because as an out West guy, I am concerned with cell phone reception and yeah. I'm running a cell trail cam. And so you guys armed me with the long range cellular antennas 
and it's mm-hmm. just an accessory you can add. So basically it's like a cord that's like 15 feet long ish and you tie it into your cell phone truck camera, you thread it in, take the antenna that comes with it out. And then you, I literally climb up the tree and I get it secured and, and it comes with a plate and a couple of screws that you can screw into the tree. And now you have this like legitimate antenna. And in my experience, it's, it's giving me an extra bar. And I don't know what your, I'm going to get your opinion on this, but it, for me, for the cell phone trail cameras to work proper in the mountains, it's got to be a two bar scenario. It's not a one bar deal. It's that's not going to be that good. Um, what's that threshold in your experience? That That's kind of what we tell people to, you know, one or two bars, you're rolling dice. Um, you know, three bars is kind of the bottom end of safe where the signal isn't going to be an issue. Um, and there's a couple things there. I'll, I'll touch on the antenna, that booster antenna real quick. Um, just cause we've, we've all done it, whether we hunt in the East or we hunt in the West, a cellular signal is not static. It is always changing. You know, we've, we've all gone to a spot where we're like, shoot, five bars, LTE golden. And then you go back two days later and it's like your little three G comes up or that dreaded one X, right? Like cell phone signal changes. It just does. So where you have good signal today, you may not have good signal tomorrow. And if you're, if you're someone that's checking your cameras regularly on that camera list, You'll see cameras go from 100% signal to 25% signal to 100 to 50 to 25. Like it's all over the place. There's nothing that can be done about that. The booster antennas do help. Most people end up getting about that, that one bar. Um, but like you said, for out what, you know, I'm, I'm Northeast Indiana. So it's essentially a pancake. We don't have landscape features that matter. We have bad cell phone spots where like I've got one with a booster antenna right now. It's just, it's on a mulberry tree in a fence line in the middle of a cornfield that looks like the rest of Indiana. But if I put a camera there and I, I want it there because there's a signal scrape there, I don't want to be flexible about where I'm putting that particular camera. I have to run a booster antenna on it or I just, I don't have the signal that I, I really want. And, and quality of signal affects a lot of things. Um, obviously the first thing is if you don't have a signal, you're not going to get those photos out, which that's why you're using a cell camera. So, so it's absolutely critical that you're getting those photos out. But the flip side of that is, and again, we've all had this happen. We go in there, we're hunting, we want to take a picture, we send it to a buddy and it gets that status bar at the top. It's like going, 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 going. And then it stops at like 90% and it sits there forever. And you can just about watch the numbers on your battery meter go 87, 86, 85. The less reliable your signal, the harder it is on your battery. The more that camera or your phone has to work to get that image out. So Again, especially out West somewhere, you know, I'm Northeast Indiana. I'm 20 minutes from everywhere that I hunt. If something catastrophic happens, I can be to my camera in 20 minutes and get it fixed. You're what? Eight hours from your camera in Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it is worth the time to a, if you think you might be going into a place where you might have issues with signal buy the antenna ahead of time, throw it in your pack. It's about the size of your fist. It's not going to take up a lot of space because you don't want to have to leave a non-functional camera, drive home, hop on the website, order, wait for it to come in, drive eight out. Like it just, 
an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? So mm-hmm. always make sure that you are a you're you a have an understanding of of what the signal is in the area and b how to mitigate if you run into a bad signal area. Um, another thing, and and it's one of these items that I've seen people they'll talk about it online, and it's I understand why they're saying it but it's actually not going to work out best for them. You'll see guys say, well, if you're in a bad signal area, just turn that transmission time because you can adjust how many times that camera is sending photos. Just turn it down to once a day. Okay. I, I understand the logic. You know, don't, don't burn out my battery trying to connect. Like just, just give me the one. That, but the problem is because you're only then communi- that camera's only communicating one time a day because signal strength varies over time. What if you stack three or four days where it's only trying to connect one time and it's trying to connect when there's not a good signal? Now you're stacking up multiple days of photos. It's trying to send a larger batch of photos every time it connects. It's going to time out. It's going to run into issues. When I have a low signal area, I crank my frequency up because I want that camera to try as often as possible to send me. I may not my percentage of successful transfers may go down, but instead of waiting 24 hours to try again, it's going to try again in four hours, or it's going to try again in two hours. And I may only get three or four transfers a day, but at least I'm going to get my photos on a fairly regular basis. You just have to understand that your battery life is going to be impacted by being in a poor signal area. So you know, we've got the camera, like we, the Link S Dark that has a solar panel uh, right on it, recharging that internal battery. We've got the Micro family. We've got the Micro S that is a micro. There's a Lit 10 battery pack in there and an internal or an integrated solar panel that's charging that battery. That's going to be a better solution. Or, you know, we've got the 12 volt kits as well, where you just take that 12 volt lead acid battery out there and give it that extra battery life because there's doesn't matter if it's spy point or somebody else's it's just like your cell phone bad signal quality equals bad battery life yeah you guys got a lot of really good accessories um you know you got the housing kits that you can put the giant batteries in you got lithium charging like rechargeable battery packs and a bunch of cool solar panel like things that can attach to your cameras to bolster the life of the camera and the cool thing about you guys and if you end up being pretty loyal to spy point is that you can actually become an insider and then save even more money when you are an insider you'll get better pricing on everything so i think we better cover the insider club just because it is an option for those that are like you know once you get to know a brand and you know that the price points meet your budget and they're reliable which i mark my stamp of approval then you can kind of like double down and save even more money. How does your insider club program work? So the insiders club is, uh, you know, obviously somebody with one camera, there's, there's going to be perks. Um, but especially for the folks that are running multiple cameras, there's a lot of benefits. Who runs um, one camera, bro? I, it's, it's not me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not me, but I know those folks exist. Okay. Fair um, enough. So uh, we've, there's kind of three basic categories. You've got your purchase benefit side, right? So, uh, when you're an insiders club member, uh, straight up front, it's going to cost you a hundred dollars a year, just one time payment. It's account wide. It's not a hundred dollars per camera. It's just 100 bucks. Okay. We get a hundred dollars up front. You're going to save 20% off all those accessories. When you purchase them through spypoint.com that we were just talking about, you're saving 20% on those. You're going to save 20% on all your photo transmission plans, whether you 
um, you know, whether you're doing the 100, whether you're doing the unlimited, whether you're doing it month to month, or whether you're doing it annually, you're going to save 20% on all those. So that $120 unlimited plan per camera, now we're down to 96 bucks. So just on photo transmission plan savings alone, if you've got four cameras that you want to run year round, it pays for itself. Before we talk about anything else, just your photo transmission plan savings pay for your Insiders Club membership. Okay, Trent, I got to I gotta bring this up while we're on the subject just to make it crystal clear. So when you guys are getting transmissions, you're getting texts, push notifications, your camera's taking photos, you're getting those. They don't come as like full high definition. Why would they? That's just going to burn data. But you can basically with the, the photo plans, you can decide if you want to, let's say you got a picture of a really nice bull and you, it, you get it and it's in the kilobyte size as it should be because it's texting and you want to preserve data. And, but you're like, dude, I need to get a better look at this bull. You mm-hmm. can get the high definition version of it. And I don't know how many you get on a base. You know all this, but the bottom right. line is. So, is- so the full HD plans, those are available a la carte. You don't have to be an insider. You can buy 50 full HD downloads for five bucks. And that just allows you when you're going through that photo, um, like you said, something comes up, you know, the, the big bucks, the big bulls, the raghorns are the ones that stand at 15 feet, look right at the camera, give you a perfect profile, turn the head. You can see like, they're the ones that give you that look. The 400 inchers, the 180 inch whitetails, they, they seem to be able to understand the flash <laughs> range on this camera is 90 feet. I'm going to stand at 95 and you've got this, this ghostly specter of massive antlers that you can tell there's something there, but you can't tell how much. So you need to see a better version of that, of that photo. You click that full HD button that's in the top right uh, corner of the photo. And then over the next couple transmissions, it's going to replace that. That's where that full HD filter comes in really handy. You can just select that filter on the photos page, and it's just going to show you the ones that you've requested in full HD. Again, that's the full HD packages are $5 for 50 photos because it is a, it's a significantly larger file. Um, you know, we, if, if we sent every photo in full HD, like you wouldn't be able to afford a photo transmission plan. You just wouldn't, it would take up too much bandwidth. Um, but insiders are going to get 50 free anyway. And then they're going to save 20. If they burn through those 50, same thing, you're going to be able to do 20% off your, your photo, the full HD plan. Um, the other thing relative to plans that insiders get instead of that free 100, you are automatically bumped up to the basic 250 plan. So instead of your free plan, if you're an insider being 100 photos a month, it's 250. So maybe you've got, you know, nobody runs cameras in the same type of locations. You've got it on a food plot. You got it on a mineral site or a feeder where you can, but then you've always got something like in a transition area where you might not see a photo for four or five days but they're really good photos, you know, maybe you can get away running some of your cameras on that type of a plan. I was going to tell you one thing that I did this year. And so I got quite a few HD photos downloaded, but not that many. Like I never went over the 50 that come with it. I never did. Um, I only a few times really needed to see something uh, super specific because it was already good enough. But I wanted to Mm -hmm. say, guys, like, on the cell phone trail camera stuff, like one thing that I use and, and I have a deck system in the back of my truck, I keep several cameras in my deck system. And so when I set up base camp and I have cell phone service or I don't, I still put up a trail camera at my base camp 
where I have bow cases, a bunch of really expensive gear, and I'm gone elk hunting all day. I don't want any um, effery is what I'm going to call it going on at my camp while I'm out hunting. And I feel really good about a cell phone trail camera because if I have a regular camera up on my camp, they can grab the camera and see it. If they're say somebody's really wanting to steal stuff from my base camp, they could maybe see the camera, snag it along with all my other stuff. Now, cell phone trail camera, boom. As soon as they step foot on my camp, I got a transmission coming my way. So even if they're like dumb enough to grab the cell phone trail camera, I got you. And I do think people should probably consider as the woods get more and more crowded, especially out West, try putting cameras out on your camp. I always have a trail camera in my backpack when I'm elk hunting, uh, because I, there, I always find these magical places where I'm like, man, I wish I had a camera here. Oh, I got one in my pack, but just a, like a, a best practice is, is if you end up having enough cameras, keep one or two in your truck, one cell, one non-cell, uh, for when you set up a base camp and leave it at your base camp just for peace of mind. Well, and there's a lot of folks that even use them as like a, a an ad hoc security system around their house too. Yep. I mean, I, I talked to a I guy do. a couple of years ago that he went on vacation and he swore up and down. He's like, I know for a fact, my neighbor's coming over and stealing my propane tank off my grill. I know he's doing it. And so he, the, the way his house was set up, his screen, his sliding door would kind of faced his patio. He just set that camera up on his kitchen table, facing out the patio, went on his vacation. He's like, Trent, I was literally on a cruise ship halfway to Jamaica and I checked the app. And what did I see? Neighbor Bob coming over, unscrewing my propane tank, screwing his on and walking away with it. What a dirt like, bag. <laughs> same, I mean, the same, but you know, like you're talking about for your camp, same thing. And that's, you know, we, we talked about the frequency with which they can transmit. The options you've got with spy point are one, two, four, sorry, one, two, six, 12 times a day or each detection. And, and we'll talk about it real quick. So each detection, again, very tough on your battery because that camera basically has to always be on. It can never go into like sleep transmission mode. So it's not something you'd want to do on a camera that's not solar or not hooked up to a 12 volt panel. But in this instance where it's like, it's the spare camera that's at camp or you know it's for security purposes. So if someone say you're set up to send pictures 12 times a day, that's every two hours. I get mine. First transmission, five in the morning. So then it's five, nine, 11, one, three, five, seven, nine, one. Like it's every two hours, right? Yep. I get my transmission at 11. Somebody walks up at 1130, picks up the camera and turns it off. I'm not going to get my one o'clock transmission. But if I was set on every detection in an area where it's not going to be triggered all the time, I hate each detection. I absolutely hate it because I don't want those notifications coming in on you know, I'm staring out my back window right now, watching this mulberry tree go absolutely sideways in 20 mile an hour winds. I don't want 15 cameras sending, Hey, this mulberry bush moved. Hey, this white pine moved. Like, I don't want that. I want to be able to sort and filter once those photos get uploaded into the server. So that's how that's going to go. But if I'm using it for something like that, I'm watching a camp or I'm on vacation and I want to know for sure if somebody comes up to my front door, you know, watching Amazon packages, I'll run each detection because I want, I want to give my camera an opportunity to see something approaching, take that photo and send it before they get it into their hand and are able to turn it off. Absolutely. The, as we're talking right now, I'm literally changing the name of one of my cameras because I didn't know how to do that. Now I do just change the delay. I sped up the delay. 
I can change the sensitivity. I'm doing this from my house. This camera is 10 hours away, folks. And, um, and then I wanted to change my, um, like right now it's on each detection and that's, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. I'm thinking maybe two to six times a day. So I'm going to go to two times a day. This camera doesn't get a lot of activity. It's way up in the mountains, but it does get, it's got great service. And I just did all that from my fingertips right now. It's, How dope is that? I mean, before I, before I came to spy point, like I, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like the normal hunter, right? Like I, most of my hunting is within a half hour of where I live. It just is. And I was, I was always like, man, I, there's no way I could justify the expense of a, of a cellular camera and the plans and all that kind of stuff. Well, a, you know, spy point has kind of always been about making that technology affordable. Um, you know, when, when spy point introduced the link Evo, which is now is, is a camera that's, that's gone, uh, from the lineup, it was the first cellular trail camera that was available under $400 came in around 250. Then in 2019, like I said, my first official day on the job was when we launched the link micro. It was a cellular trail camera that was available at $149 at retail. Mm. Um, you know, that's at the time there wasn't anybody else under 200. You know, we, we, we were still leading the category with the Evo at 250 when we launched the micro, um, you know, and, and as we've done that, there's been some other companies that have, you know, tried to push that envelope as well. And now we're to a point where if you watch the sales and even with the twin pack, you know, you're buying two at a time, but you're only paying 90 bucks per camera at 179.99. You know, we, that that was a big thing. Make the cameras affordable so that any hunter that wants to use them can afford the cameras. But with cell cams, you've got that other component too, right? You've got that photo transmission plan element that you don't have with a standard SD camera. And that's why maintaining the only free plan option has been so important to us. Yeah, you're not going to get every photo, but if you want to run a cell cam, you can. And you can actually get the cellular functionality out of it and never pay another dime. Um, you know, there's some, there's some other ways, there's some creative ways that some other brands do their plans. But if you really sit down and do the math, it's, it's cheaper with SpyPoint. Um, you know, every one thing we didn't really touch on specifically, but I want to be clear about every SpyPoint camera has its own plan. There's other companies that do some bundle stuff and that kind of thing. But if you really, again, sit down and do the math by the time you factor in, you already talked about what insiders clubs can save you and all that kind of stuff. Like the bundle might look like a better deal, but depending on the plan that you're running, I'll bet you, if you really look at the math, spy points going to get you better. It just, you know, well, what do you mean? I need three plans. I just want to pay for one. If your one plan costs more than what the three would, are you really, are you really that far ahead? Um, and I don't think so. So it's, plus it's just simpler, you know, well, am I, if I buy one more camera, am I out of the bundle or whatever the case may be? Every camera, every plan, simple, straightforward, easy to understand. And you can manage all those individually through your app. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got to touch on at least two more things. I know we're at an hour, but I'm, I'm going to hustle. Uh, dude, cell link is mm-hmm. the greatest invention since sliced bread. And <laughs> I have to tell people about it because not everybody has five point cameras or they have regular trail cameras. And they're like, what you can buy this thing and turn my camera into a cell phone trail camera. And I'm like, yeah, it works. I, uh, I have a buddy who lives, um, 25 minutes away 
He's the cheapest guy I know in the world, but he's got a phenomenal wallow where he killed a bull last year on it. And he's got um, basic, I think, bush nails or something. And I was like, bro, I have an extra cell link I'm not going to use in the month of September. Let's slap it on your camera. Then you don't have to go and check your camera every day. And you can figure out like when they're hitting the wallow. And uh, he was like, right on. And um, my job was to just text him the pictures as they came through. And actually, after about two weeks, I told him, dude, you got to turn that camera off. Like, I'm tired of getting pictures and seeing all these bulls that you know, freaking wallow. Like, why haven't you killed one already yet? But anyways, the cell link's awesome. That's my segue. Tell me about the cell link and how and its functionality and how user-friendly it is. So the cell link is a universal cellular adapter that in and of itself is not a camera. Um, what you do is you connect your cell link. Uh, there's a cable when you buy a cell link, it just, it's a little box about the size of your fist and you strap it on the tree right above your camera. Um, and what it does is it connects via a cable and one cable is a, a micro USB that goes into the cell link. And the other end of that cable is, looks like an SD card. And as long as your camera uses a standard SD card slot, you just, you route that cable from the cell link, you go down the back of the host camera, you come up the bottom and you route that cable into wherever you need to get it to fit in that the camera that it's going into. And, and there's one thing I'll say as well is there go to the spy point, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spy point, all the how to all the, all the information you want to see there. There's a video there I did about, you know, make sure you install your cell link properly. Like it's all there, but it's super straightforward. All you do is plug that in. And what it does then is it sends the photos from that host camera into the cell link and the cell link transmits them. Um, the, that cell link has been on sale this year. Um, there have been times where it's been as low as $39. So you can take, you know, you've got some other brand trail camera. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a spy point camera. As long as it's using a standard SD card slot, you just plug that in there, hook it up to the cell link and you've turned, like I said, we've all had cameras that we have good, good experience with and they work and they run and yeah, I want to do cell cams, but I don't want to like get rid of my non-cell. Well, great. This is a perfect way to dovetail and transition until those other cameras, you know, until they, you know, their trail cameras don't last forever. We ask a lot of them, they're going to last, you know, maybe a handful of seasons, you know, but I, I would really like to be able to, to do the cell the cell camera thing, cell link lets you get there. All the plans, all the transmission plans are the same for a cell link. That way it's just like a camera. Um, but it's, it's a super affordable way. If you've got a fleet of cameras that you're, you're pretty happy with already and you, you want to start working your way that direction, but not do a wholesale change, the cell link kind of lets you bridge that gap. All right. So we are probably out of time, but I have to, I'm going to squeeze you. You and I are going to like this whole podcast, we've listed out a bunch of like tips that should people's ears should be perking up. I guarantee there's been a couple already mentioned. People are like, oh, snap, I need to do that. I just got a few from you and, and utilize them while we were recording. But guys, trail cameras, they're a tool. They are just a tool. And it sucks when you put your hard-earned money and you have them stolen. I lead the league in stolen trail cameras. For sure, without a doubt. And I've done immense measures to keep honest thieves honest. Um, I always get security boxes. I always use lag bolts and bolt them into the tree. Uh, you can get the cable lock in addition to, which I have done. And I've still had people with chainsaws and sawzalls of some sort that want my camera 
more than I do. And, and it sucks, man. It does happen. So there's no way to prevent that. But you can do the things that I just talked about to really help yourself uh, prevent theft in the mountains. But we've talked about formatting, doing a fat format. If you're a Mac user, we've talked about updating your camera's firmware, which is incredibly important to do. And it's not that hard to do. Go to, if you got a spy point, go to their YouTube channel. You will find the videos that show you step-by-step how to do that. Anyone can do that. Lithium double A's are more expensive. Buy a buttload on Amazon. Don't go to the grocery store. They'll charge you 10 bucks for four lithium batteries. You can get, I spend usually somewhere around a hundred dollars on Amazon every year. And I get dozens and dozens of Energizer lithium double A. And it really makes a difference on your child camera life. You can also buy accessories like spy points, got all the batteries, like the external batteries that you can, you can go down that some of their cameras even have come with a solar panel and it does make a difference. The last thing I want is my trail camera to get stolen, my trail camera to run out of battery or my memory card to be so small that it fills up. I want my tool doing its job. Let's talk about where to put cameras, how high to put cameras and anything else for best practices. Just like let's finish the podcast with some helpful wisdom when it comes to show cameras, Trent. So there's a few things. Um, I, one of, one of my favorite moves and it's, it's one that I'm guilty of. So I'll, I'll self-identify on this one is the, I'm going to, I've got my camera up and now I'm going to cram a stick behind it to get it pointed down. Cameras by and large should be mounted about waist high. Obviously, if you're, you know, depending on a situation for like elk or moose or something like that, that's a little bit, but broad strokes, most people are mounting their trail cameras too high. And then they'll put a stick behind them to get the angle they want where they're at. And you're like, okay, but I still get the, the image that I want. That's not a big deal. Here's why it is. When you're shopping for a trail camera, every one of them is going to list somewhere on the box, the detection range. Let's just say for the sake of argument, it's a hundred feet. Okay. That. If you're looking at the front of your trail camera, you got that little motion sensor, that detection range emits from that. Think of it as like a flat disc that extends out from the camera. Okay. Now we put that camera up and we tilt it down. What we've done is instead of maximize that detection range because that flat disc is extending perpendicular from the axis of the camera out to infinity. We've taken that 100-foot detection range, we've driven it down into the ground, and now I'm maybe a 60-foot detection range. You're going to miss a lot of triggers by mounting a camera high and tilting it down versus if you had mounted it about waist high so that it could that detection could be level and, and you can get the full detection range out of it. Um, also related to detection... Um, the most helpful of all, you know, security boxes, booster antennas, you know, the right SD card, all those accessories are great. My favorite accessory for tro cameras is a machete oh. because the last thing you want, especially when we're talking about, you know, cellular cameras where you're on a photo count, you don't want to go over that photo count is again, I, I always go back to that white pine sapling blowing in a windstorm for 12 hours, taking 455 photos overnight of just a tree going back and forth because that's, that's movement. The camera doesn't know, you know, we've got AI sensors in there, but the AI sensors 
are on the server side. They're looking at the photos and seeing what's in the photo. You can't, nobody has the technology to tell a camera to only take pictures of bucks. Don't think that's coming anytime soon either. So the best thing you can do is make sure that you clear out the area of the grass that's high enough to get blown around, the overhead branches. You know, again, it kind of goes back to best practice when you're setting it up. Don't just strap it to the tree and walk away. Turn that thing on. Make sure your signal is good. Make sure, you know, mill around in front of your camera and make sure you're getting photos. And if when you get that photo, you've got, you know, four or five branches overhanging that are just going to blow, take them things out of there. You know, some, some situations you can't get away from it, you know, running, running cameras on scrapes. We all want to see the scrape activity. It's a great way to see what kind of deer are working your property, but they rely on overhead branches. You're going to have more. I don't want to call it a false trigger because it's an accurate trigger. It's just that the camera isn't set up necessarily in the best location for what we're looking for. So as much as you can minimize those things blowing around, you're going to be better off in terms of the percentage of photos that you get that actually have something in it that you want to kill as opposed to just a tree blowing around the we've all done that, man. Oh, we've, and I, you know, there's, there's a spot at one, one property I've access to. I want to run a camera there, but it's, it's under a walnut tree. And I, I'd, I'd go through 15 gallons of chainsaw, uh, gas, trying to clean it up enough to run a camera and not end up with more pictures of nothing than something. And I just, I've given up, I just, I've walked away from that spot. Yeah. Um, another one that's really critical. And this is one that often gets forgotten is try to avoid setting your camera up facing directly East or directly West into that rising or setting sun. I'm glad you said that. It's, you know, again, it's one of those things that all things being equal, that's what we would prefer. Um, but just understand if it's a place where you can't get away from it, um, you know, you're going to have underexposed or overexposed, um, photos. Uh, but if you can avoid it, obviously try to avoid it. Um, one other thing, and I know we've run long, but it's just, I could talk about it all day. When you're picking a camera, make sure you're picking the right camera for the job. Okay. So let's, if we talk about the link micro, for example, you know, it's, it's not a high end trail camera, you know, it's a cellular camera that's super affordable, but it's, you know, it's not the fastest trigger speed that we have available. It's not the biggest detection and flash range. It's, it's an affordable camera. That's, that's what it is. Then we've got the link S dark. That's, that's got a seven one hundredths of a second trigger speed on it. It's the fastest trigger speed available in anybody's trail cameras. It's got a longer detection range. It's got a longer flash range. Those two trail cameras are not created equally and should not be used in the same way. The, the two extremes, you know, kind of talked about them before. If I'm going to put a camera on a food plot or a mineral site or a, a feeder, something like that, where a deer is going to come in and it's going to mill around, I can afford to give up some trigger speed. Okay. Trigger speed, just for anybody that, that may misunderstand, because I see it sometimes trigger speed. What that's telling you is how fast from the time that motion detector picks up something in frame to the time that it takes a photo. So if you're talking about a second, you know, just in your, in your living room right now, as you're listening to this, just see how many steps you can take doing saying one, one set one, 1,000 right? Like you can cover some ground in a second and that's you. A deer can cover a lot more ground. So you want to put a camera like that somewhere where they're going to mill around or another big tip here. 
you don't set these cameras up to a 90 degree of a trail. Like this is one of those things that's been said a lot of times, but people, I still see people doing it wrong. If I'm standing and I'm looking and that trail is running straight east, west, as I'm looking, I need to rotate that camera to an angle so that I'm giving that camera as much time for the, the camera to be woken up and take photos. Okay. Now, do you have some more flexibility with like a Link S Dark where it's a way faster trigger speed? It's going to come out of sleep mode and grab that photo quicker? Absolutely. So if I've got my choice between those two cameras and I have, you know, just speak of two positions, I've got one that's on a feeder and I've got one that's on a trail. Am I going to put the micro on the trail or am I going to put the micro on the feeder? And same with the Link S Dark, like start to understand, just take a second. All trail cameras aren't created equal. All trail camera placements are not created equal and make sure you're deploying your cameras into the right positions so that they succeed for you. Dude, next level. Hey guys, step your game up, elevate, uh, show cameras, lighting, composition, photography, man. It's, uh, it's really interesting and, and it can make a huge difference. Um, Trent, I want to really thank you, man, for coming on and, and dropping knowledge and, and kind of have just a conversation about show cameras really in general. Sure. Like we both want you to get spy point, but ultimately we want you to get take better photos in the field and get better information where do people go from here what's the best like in the podcast with the the proper plug since you do work for spy point and as to where people go from here to learn more about spy point obviously it's 2021 go straight to the website spypoint.com Everything you need is there. There's information about the cameras, information about the plans, information about the app. All of it's there. Um, the YouTube channel, spypoint.com slash uh, spy, or, sorry, youtube.com slash spypoint. Same thing. You can find all the how-tos um, with YouTube channel and on the website. You can also run into all the content that we're doing, our podcasts, our video series, our written blogs. Um, you know, it's not all camera focused content. It's, it's hunting content. It's lifestyle content. So hopefully folks find some interesting stuff there. And of course our social media, if you just go to Facebook, Twitter, or, uh, Instagram and search spy point, uh, Twitter and Instagram handle spy point camera, and just search spy point on Facebook. And you can find us there as well. Yeah. Trent, thanks for your time. This is Trent Marsh, spy point trail cameras. Hope you guys learned several things. I know I certainly did. And remember, separation is in the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Trent, thanks for coming on, man. That was pretty dope. I think you uh, you dropped some knowledge, man. Picked up some few tips along the way. And I don't know, have you guys had a chance to try the cellular trail cams? They're pretty awesome. I personally like cell phone trail cameras uh, just because the time savings of not having to put gas in my truck and go drive and hike and pull and disturb but uh if they do you know if some places just don't they frown upon them i'll use a regular trail camera and in some places if you can't use a trail camera then you can't use one it is what it is but uh hopefully you guys got uh, a lot out of that podcast uh thank you spy point for uh sparing trent for a little bit so i can have them i also want to give a shout out to buck knives that is a great stocking stuffer if you haven't already check out buck knives they got some cool stuff if you don't own a legendary buck 110 get one buy one for yourself and obviously throw in a stocking stuff for your oldest kid or uh, maybe your dad or one of your hunting buddies yeah buy your hunting buddy something for sure uh numa outdoors came out with their new gear guys 2022 gear it's available i've been using it all fall alpha verdicts jacket 
is my favorite piece they've ever made. And then the Pursuit Pants, the Renegade Series, check it out, numaoutdoors.com. Enter the discount code ELKSHAPE20, save 20%. Onyx, the number one app when it comes to mapping your way through the mountains, navigation. All elk hunters should rely on Onyx. I certainly do. Thank you, Onyx. Matthews, the V3X. We get to finally talk about this bow and this flagship thing that's kicking around. I uh, I got the 29. I'm 5'7". I'm telling you, the V3X 29 is the sweet spot for me personally. Go take a test run at a local dealer and see, you know, if that thing is not the most streamlined bow ever made. Speaking of stocking stuffers, Black Rifle Coffee goes a long ways and it fits real nicely in that stocking. So get, get somebody that you love some good ass coffee. They'll appreciate it. And uh, know that you're supporting a company that is definitely pro hunting, pro 2A and proudly American. Kifaru International continue to dropping some new products. Check them out. Uh, I still tried and true. Hoodlum is the bag for me when it comes to elk hunting. That's what I used in Arizona, New Mexico, and Idaho this year. You're going to want to get the duplex frame. Call their customer service if you have any questions. They will walk you through the process and uh, find a pack. Just know that it's going to be the most bulletproof backpack you've ever had. And they're a huge supporter of Elk Shape. We thank them for that. Crispy USA. Coming out with some new stuff that I can't talk about in 2022, but I'm very, very excited to get my hands on, do some testing. Uh, we just finished up the Public Land Hustle series uh, on our YouTube channel. We haven't aired that yet. It's coming soon, very, very soon, and we'll let you know, like I'm thinking within days or weeks, well, we're going to drop that 15 or 16 episode series of the Public Land Hustle 2.0, and the last five episodes are brought to you by Crispy in that series, and uh, we'll be in Arizona. I can't wait to share all the adventure, all the ups and downs of our season hunting public land. It's pretty cool. Vortex Optics, Vortex Nation, we are doing Elk Shape Camp at Vortex HQ, and I can't wait. Uh, We have some new and exciting things coming down the road in 2022 with them as well. And last but not least, Wilderness Athlete. It's hard to even explain to you guys how much I take Wilderness Athlete products on the daily and have. So Hydrate Recover, two scoops a day, midnight build right before I go to bed, a daily multivitamin, fish oil, probiotics. I'm a huge believer. Check it out. I have a discount code. It's in the show notes. Thank you, WA, for being true to the game and true to your brand. Guys, you got a lot of options when it comes to podcasts. Thanks for choosing ours. Be on the lookout for the Public Land Hustle on our YouTube channel. It's coming in hot real soon. And we have more details coming for the Elk Shape Camps 2022 as we're sorting out the details. And we have some awesome prizes that we're going to be giving away from the pre-sale. We'll be announcing those soon. In the meantime, keep your head down. Keep working hard in the name of better elk hunting. And we'll catch you on the next one.